your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning. We are the morning drive. It is Optimum Game Day Live. We're here just outside Jones Stadium getting you ready for Texas Tech football. Reminder, it's a 6 o'clock kickoff tonight. They'll close school at 2 o'clock here on the campus of Texas Tech University. Those that attend, I'm assuming the online kids also get out at 2 today. I have no idea. And then um, the parking lot has to be cleared over here by 2.30 at Jones Stadium, although they'll start towing cars. So if you've got one yeah. over here... Uh, Better get it moved. Better get it moved. I was kind of surprised the number of cars that were in the parking lot uh, when I when I arrived here this morning. So maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe they're over at the library working or maybe they ditched their car uh, and uh, just, you know, partied like rock stars last night. I have no idea. I just, was just kind of surprised at the number of cars that were in the parking lot. Yeah, I'm not sure where all those uh, owners are. I don't know <laughs> if that's just a parking spot to, for them to head to their dorm or, or what. Yeah, or they... Working out over at the indoor facility? Are they, like I said, are they are they studying hard? Um, let's see. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line off the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Talking about the bullpen, don't forget John Gray, who had some huge innings mm-hmm. at huge times for the Rangers. No, yeah. no question. No doubt. Yep, he was big as well. Uh, this. Uh, I hope Garcia publicly thanks Maldonado for waking the Texas Rangers. Uh, what do you think about that? Did he wake them? I think you're small if you're worried about the Astros today. You just want a championship, celebrate the yeah, championship, and not don't worry not, about it. Don't you know? Don't look back at the peasants. Yeah, right, right. Okay, that's well said. Uh, how many? Uh, uh, don't don't become Michael Jordan's uh, Hall of Fame speech. Okay, okay. <laughs> how how many? Cha- and I, I don't know off the top of my head, and I know that you do. How many World Series did uh, Derek Jeter win? Did he win six? five? Five. Okay. Uh, it's, it, it struck me last night just how humble he was in talking to Bruce Bochy and praising him for the four. And I'm thinking, I think you have more than that. But I'm, I appreciate you not saying anything because you really don't need to because we all we all know that you've won a bunch. But I've just really kind of appreciated his demeanor and seeing him in a different light. Um, I think he's done a really good job. He's, he's a good compliment uh, to those to those guys. And uh, – I thought that thought, thought that was, that just overall thought that was pretty cool. How Derek Jeter's like, I, I I can fill up a hand with rings, but I don't really even need to tell you that or show you that. Yeah, I think that's who he's always been. He's been a humble guy, yeah. uh, just not been a super outgoing guy. And, and a lot of people tend to think that people that are quiet or you know aren't always searching for the limelight or arrogant or cocky or whatever. No, mm-hmm. it just means that they don't feel the need to talk all the time. And, and try to look for that limelight. So I think that's who he's always been. I think yeah. that's, uh, I mean, there's plenty of athletes that are just like that, um, whether they're superstars or not, but there's plenty of really good ones just like that. Um, you know, I, I think Cliff Kingsbury was like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I appreciate those kind of guys. Uh, all right. So uh, Texas Tech and TCU tonight. Um, Red Raiders coming off of the loss to uh, BYU 27 to 14. That was on October the 21st, and TCU is coming off of a loss in their last game to Kansas State 41 to three. So, 
I'm sure both these teams, obviously, you always want to win, but coming off the games that they're coming off of, they're they're probably really looking to right the ship. I mean, for Texas Tech, you can look at this and go, hey, man, we started a freshman quarterback. We had a ton of turnovers. You know, we, we played pretty well defensively. If we hadn't given up the ball so much, then perhaps the score would have been a little bit different. For TCU, they just got walloped at, at Kansas State. Yeah, that was a, a beatdown. I think we expected them to lose that game, but I don't think we expected them to lose like they did, right? And so, no. yeah, I, I think um, both teams are probably feeling like they're anxious to get back on the field and kind of get past that performance. And then for, for TCU, they come in here winners of four straight, um, seven of their last nine, five of the last six. And so w- w- whether they have any confidence as a result of that, I don't know, but uh, they did win last year, thirty-four to twenty-four. But that was a much different team than what we're what we're going to see tonight. Different quarterback, different star running back, um, different momentum. All those all those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll it'll be different. I, you would think, you know, TCU has made changes at the, at the quarterback position, and so it's a little bit of a question mark of what exactly that they will look like. Um, because of the injuries that they've had. But the Red Raiders, we know, are going to look completely different uh, as an offense when, when you have a more experienced quarterback in there, especially knowing that, you know, the, the inexperienced quarterback and Jake Strong was, you know, he was kind of in over his head there at BYU. That was a big factor. And just the young man just as, you know, you, you hate to blame him. You're just saying it's, you know, he, he wasn't ready for the moment. And, and I think that BYU exposed that. But, uh uh, as most freshman quarterbacks are not, so uh, not to, not to be negative towards him, but you're a different team if you have Baron Morton out there quarterback. I, and I wonder this, uh, Jamie. What I wonder how much confidence when the the team, whether it's the special teams or the defense or even the offense or the the wide receiver groups, who's maybe most affected by this, how much more confident are they? coming into this game knowing that they have Morton at quarterback and knowing that they have someone that has led them to wins and knowing that they have someone that appears to be healthier because he's been practicing. I have to think mentally that has to be just a huge boost for them, a big shot in the arm for them that that hopefully will resonate on the field tonight. You definitely like to think so all across the field, not just on the offense yeah. but on the defensive side too where guys know, hey, we got our – we got our guy back there. We've got a great chance um, to win this game because, you know, we have one of our leaders uh, who's back and healthy and, and, and all that good stuff. But you're right, the wide receivers and everybody, I think it's a, it, it should give them a lift. I, I think even, like, fans in the stands, too. I mean, just, you know, as you walk into the stadium tonight, maybe with a little extra, you know, might, might have a little extra step in your step because the Rangers won and maybe you have a good day at work today and maybe – who knows, maybe you get a raise today and your foot coming in, you're feeling really good and look down there and there's number two, man. He's going to lead us to a win tonight. If you have an extra step in your step, does that mean you're two-stepping? Could be, yeah. Okay. <laughs> could be. Could, could be skipping. Could be prancing. Could, yeah. be, could be something along those lines. Never been much of a two-stepper. It's, it, I'm not really much of a I – I don't know that I would necessarily classify myself as any kind of a dancer, okay? I would definitely not classify you know, myself you know, as no, well. no. I, yeah. I just, I just, I just, I just can't. So, the the other guy that you really want to see to have potentially a big night tonight is is Taj Brooks. He could get into the top ten for career rushing yards uh, tonight. He needs a hundred to match Baron Batch for tenth all time. Uh, Brooks has uh, two thousand four hundred one yards. Has rushed for at least a hundred in five of Tech's last six games. 
And you'd, you'd like to think that, man, if you could establish the run a little bit tonight, that that could open up some things for the receiving group because TCU might have paid a little bit more attention to Taj. They're going to pay attention to Taj. They know because they're going to look back there and go, hey, 28, man, that guy, keep an eye on him. He can run with the football. But if you can get and establish the run a little bit tonight, really think that could help you, you know, throw the ball down the field some too. It's it's massive. We've seen it in every game that, you know, you want one to set up the other. Um, but you know teams are going to try to slow down the run game. And if they do that, uh, it should open things up for you in the passing game. But that doesn't mean you want to go away from the run game. Yeah. Uh, here's an, a thought, an odd thought. I hadn't even considered this or even thought about this, but this from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Both offensive coordinators graduated from Friendship High School. That is true. Zach Kitley and uh, and Kendall Bryles. That's true. Uh, Kendall Bryles' dad, and of course, coached here during the Leach administration very, very early on. He played out there and went to school out there and did not, did not come to school here. And, of course, uh, Zach Kitley was out there as well as his dad, obviously the longtime track coach here at Texas Tech. So, that is uh, that is kind of an, uh, an interesting oddity. I wonder I wonder what the emotions are are like for because we haven't talked about this at all. And does this does this carry into the game at all? And pro- probably not, but maybe a little bit with Sonny Dykes coming back here. Of course, his dad was the head coach here for many many years, and you know Sonny coached here, and Sonny went to high school here, and and so I have to think that there's there's a little bit of extra want to for him of you know walking into this stadium. It's somewhat a completely different stadium than when his dad coached here uh, with what's taking place on both the west and the east side, now the south end and the north end, the football training facility. It's it's damn near unrecognizable with the exception of the name on the stadium. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I think, obviously, he's we all have a lot of respect for, for uh, Coach Dykes or, and, and appreciate that the fact that he was a Red Raider, but... Uh, right now he's not, and right. so there's like I, I just I don't know. There's just nothing there. <laughs> nothing. There. You're the head of TCU. You're the head man of TCU. Okay. Uh, the, I got I got no love. Yeah, I hope it fails miserably. No, I understand. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, just... I mean, not just tonight, but like all the time. Right. You're wearing purple, dude, and right. you, you got TCU on your hat. You're you're not one of us. <laughs> Sorry. It's kind of like I saw some uh, video the other day of a TCU game against. Uh, Texas Tech, and there's Sonny Cumbie on the sideline. And it's just like, oh, man, forget about the fact that, you know, Sonny yeah. spent some time there as, a, as right. the offensive coordinator and and uh, had had some success, obviously, against uh, Texas Tech. So, you know, you, you hope that uh, Coach Dykes has maybe found his old eating haunt and maybe whatever it was that he uh, enjoyed when he came to Lubbock and uh, had a good meal. Then he gets on a, on a bus and a plane tonight with going, well, that that was something. But it wasn't what we wanted, right? That's that's what we want to see tonight. We want to see, we want to see disappointment. Uh, sad frogs, not horned frogs tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I'm really not. I don't care if they had a good meal or not. Okay, <laughs> I hope that was bad too. <laughs> it's six thirty this morning. This is Optimum Game Day Live. We're here all day long. Not Jamie and I, but folks will be here all day long to provide you with entertainment and information and get you ready for tonight's game the kick is at six we'll have it for you right here on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction jeff will give us this day in sports history at 6:45, um november 1st next year on 
this day in sports history will be about the Rangers winning a world championship. How about that? That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. It'll be yeah. interesting to see what the... Well, considering that's also the day of the uh, Crabtree catch, I mean, sure. November 1st is a big right. day. Yeah, it's a big day. Right, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that uh, it's... Uh, I think the, November 2nd should forever be known as... Uh, Josh Young is a world champion day. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. You've got uh, Josh Young winning a winning a World Series. He had a he had a big hit last night um in that ball game, scored a run and uh He seemed to be a rally starter a lot in the I know, postseason. right? Yeah. I might think about hitting him lead off next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and he was a vacuum cleaner over at third base and uh you know, just man, he he just looked like a a grizzled veteran, really, to be. And, and and obviously his three-hit game in game four, you know, he was swinging it well, and I thought you know, he hit the ball really well in his first two at-bats yesterday with nothing to show for it, and then looked eh, pretty rough in his third at-bat with runners at first and third and only one out and unable to get the run home, struck out, I believe, on three pitches. Uh, and then so it was just kind of like, oh, man, you know, you really would have loved to have seen him got, get a run there to make it two to zero. Uh, and they end up uh, kind of reclaiming a little bit of momentum by not giving up another run in that inning. Uh, and so I was worried that that would be a big swing there. But uh, it was nice that he got it going in the next at-bat, and then that started that rally. You'll appreciate this. Um, right after the Rangers won, one of the first players that Jared Sandler talked to, I think he was the very first player um, that he talked to after the game was Josh Young. And he said, what, what, were you, what were you thinking in that ninth inning? He's like, I'm just trying to stay grounded, just trying to stay grounded, just trying to stay focused, just trying to stay locked in. All, all, the, all, the, things, all the things that you, that you want to hear and, and would expect to hear from, from a guy like Josh Young who, you know, cut his teeth right behind us at Rip Griffin Park and, you know, spent a lot of time over there and a lot of Red Raider victories and kind of saw an awful lot of that. But, man, the Rangers really leaned on him. Um, you know, when you think about rookie performances, I know that Evan Carter's getting a lot of play just because of how he came on in, in the late portion of the season and the playoffs. But, you know, really from, from start to finish, you know, Josh Young was a, was a guy that they, they just didn't waver on. And then, you know, when he went out of the lineup, obviously, uh, because of an injury, you saw the impact um, without his bat. And, um and boy, it was great to be able to, to get him back in the lineup. But that's uh, that was just absolutely yeah. It's deep. exciting to think of the future for him. No, with, no doubt. With, you know, I think the potential is uh, definitely there uh, for him to have a, a nice long career, and hopefully, it it remains there in in Arlington. Yeah, six thirty six this morning here on the morning drive. You can reach us this morning on the. Also, yeah. also, I also think it's pretty cool that in this state that's known for its football that we have back-to-back World Series champs, two different teams. Sure, Houston and, that's, and Texas. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, right. And and how about Will Smith? I mean, his third straight year to be on a World Series champion no. at Atlanta and, you want and to Houston. Talk about, and, you want to talk about a forgotten guy. At a certain time during the season, he was your closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just non-existent in the postseason for the right, most part. Right, but, I mean, that's because other guys – and that's what happens when teams win championships. There's certain portions of the year when this guy's better and this guy's better, and then somebody maybe gets hot at the end or kind of finds himself and and uh, all those things. Somebody wants to know if uh, Josh could win a gold glove for his defense this year. Uh, he was not named a gold glove finalist, Yeah, which was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, and, you know, obviously um, he's probably going to come up a little short, too, in rookie of the year, but 
Um, I'm sure that he would say, if he were sitting right here, uh, we won a World Series. I'll take that over anything else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You yeah. Want a, that's that's the most important that's, thing. That's and, the most and important thing. I think that's what Josh would say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Gold Glove, Rookie of the Year. He'll, he'll throw all that away for a championship. For a championship. 6.37 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, just before I left, uh, on my way home from work, I guess, last night, uh, they announced the uh, the passing of Bob Knight, who spent time here, obviously, won three national championships. Um, his health had not been good. He was 83. Um for his family in terms of how they look at it, more of a blessing than anything else, um, but still sad uh, that he that he passed. Complicated guy, uh, without a doubt. Um, just, you know, I think helped put you on the map here um, from, a, from a basketball standpoint because uh, of the resurgence of what you needed. I'm not sure it ended the way that anybody would want it to end because – it didn't. It didn't end well uh, with his son Pat being ended up being fired, uh, and didn't really leave the cupboard full. But you know, got you to a Sweet 16, almost got you to an Elite Eight, and maybe maybe more than anything else, maybe maybe it made you feel that you could win here. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I would agree with all of that, and like you said, a complicated guy, no no doubt about it. But he could he could really coach, and I think that a lot of us. You know, um, appreciate a, a hard-nosed coach and um, a guy that, uh, you know, was pretty strict in the way he did things, and it wasn't just about basketball with him. We all know about his, you know, donations to the library and, you know, all those kind of things where that, that kind of stuff was important to him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he definitely helped put your basketball program on the map and get you to a Sweet 16 and all that good stuff. There were some uh, crazy moments along the way, that's for sure, but... Uh, yeah, it's sad anytime um, you know a legend like that passes away. Yeah, and the, this, the maybe the, the the saddest thing is is that you know compared to some coaches today, and, and it's it's interesting because he was a relatively young man. He was I think sixty one when he took this job, and now you see a lot of coaches that are coaching into their seventies and beyond. And it seems like like you know a guy like Rick Pitino or Jim Beheim or even Mike Shashevsky, Roy Williams, those. Those types of guys, um, and then had success late. Uh, I wondered how he would he would feel about today. Probably not very good about today's NIL. Probably wouldn't wouldn't like that at all. Probably would hate the transfer portal. Uh, he was a guy that famously wouldn't take junior college players for years and years and years, uh, but then finally did and ended up winning with one. Um, one hit the winning shot for him. So, if his last national championship, and I I, I would say you know when when you kind of look at him and go. He got to three by by 1987, and got back to the Final Four one additional time, but couldn't couldn't get back to a national championship game to get a to get a fourth. Yeah, I think at a certain point, I think players didn't want to play for that style of coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was probably hard for him to recruit at a super high level. Um, you know, I, I you know we could uh, you know today's not the day for it, but you can. The debates of you know our coaches there's a fine line I, th- I think you want strict and hard-nosed coaches and all that but i think there's times where coaches clearly go over the line and um, i think coach knight was definitely a guy that was you know probably crossed that line sometimes and lived in a gray area and all that good stuff but we'd all like our athletes to be a little bit uh, mentally tougher now mm-hmm. um and so coach knight was knight was definitely a guy that if you were going to play for him you better be mentally tough 
Well, and the other thing, too, is his kids graduated, you know, and, and a lot of his players went back and, and got additional degrees. And and um, he's he's praised for a lot of things that he did that nobody ever knew uh, and praised for, you know, raising money for the, for the university and getting scholarships endowed and and things along those lines. So he, it was it was more than it was more than just basketball. I think education was very important to him. Reading was very important to him. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you tip your hat, and um, I just wish, I wish he could have gotten to a Final Four here. I think that would, uh, that would, have, that would have been just the, the, the icing on top of the cake, so to speak, or the, the cherry on top of the icing, so to speak, uh, for him. But that, uh, that did, not, did not occur. Bob Knight dead at 83 years old. Um, we'll get to uh, Texas Tech football schedule for the future, but tonight it's uh, TCU, Red Raiders, and... Uh, Horn Frogs uh, this evening with uh, Tech coming in at three and five, and you know really, man, I hate to I hate to say this, but you're getting to a point where if you want to win uh, and get into a bowl situation, you need to win three more games, and and these next three really become must winners just from the standpoint of if you face Texas in the last game of the season and the way that Texas is playing and at their place, that's a pretty tall task. You can only win one game tonight. There is no doubleheader. There's no doubleheader in college football. It's good. It's good. So you can only you can only win one, but you know, winning winning tonight uh, keeps you in that spot of getting bowl eligible again and, and, and getting back and getting, you know, into postseason play. It's not gonna be as pretty a bowl as what you've had in the last couple of years. But it gets you the extra practices, gets you the exposure, it gets you your team, you know, an opportunity to to do to do something in postseason play and and you gotta win tonight to kind of keep that alive. I think the most important thing is just to feel that you're trending in the right direction. I think after getting to eight and five ultimately last year, if you end up not in a bowl game this year, it's gonna feel like a major step back. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah, compared to what what you have been during yeah. the last couple of years. Even if you get to 6-6, six and six, it's probably going to feel like a bit of a step back. Yeah, based on what you did last year and yeah. who you beat last year and how you finished last year. We're here uh, outside the Fraser Alumni Pavilion just across the street from Jones Stadium, mere steps from uh, the entrance here at the southwest corner of Jones Stadium. Tech and TCU, they'll kick it off tonight at 6. Optimum game day live coverage all day long here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Our portion of Optimum Game Day Live as we take you through this entire day today. So if you're uh, on your way to work or uh, on your way home from work or school or taking the kids or getting everybody ready and then thinking about this afternoon. So consider this, you know, games at 6 may want to ask the boss man or the boss lady if you can get out a little bit earlier today. So get in there and bust it early, kind of get all your to-dos done. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, in the sales business, you know, maybe if, if, you've, if you've sold something that you haven't reported yet, maybe report it today as being sold. That way you can get maybe a little extra credit by saying, hey, I got this done today. Uh, can I go ahead and get out of here about 4 o'clock so that you can get home and get dressed and get ready for the ball game, grab your lucky lady and, and head over here to Jones Stadium. So you want to... You shouldn't make, give away all your secrets, secrets, Chuck. You wonder why all of us doubt you so much when you well, say things. We know you go on air and tell us all your secrets. I am sandbagged anything yet today. I mean, potentially. Potentially, might, there might be something in the sand 
uh, today. Uh, let's see. Guns up, guys, from the trash truck driver. He went by just a few minutes ago. So okay. thank him for Heads listening up, to uh, Double T 97.3. Thanks I, for uh, getting the trash away, too. Absolutely. You know, that'd be... That'd be something. Um, that'd be something that I think maybe one of those I'd like to spend a morning doing just to shadow. I think that'd be fun to to see. You know, like back in the day, like when I was a kid growing up, uh, the garbage man. You'd put your trash on the on the corner. Okay, we didn't have alleys or or anything like that. You'd put your trash can on the corner by your driveway, and the trash men would drive through the streets, and there'd be two guys on the back. They'd be hanging on the back. Sure. And one guy would get one side of the street, and the other guy would get another side of the street. Then you had the had the driver, and they'd they'd take it, and they'd you know like he'd get a good amount of exercise doing yeah, that. Right, yeah. Be outside, get your steps in. Yeah, as long as the weather wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Yeah, uh, trashman reports trash truck driver. Excuse me. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you, thank you for what you do, man. You are uh, you're 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 the you're the man. Uh, this I'm going to tell my boss. Chuck told me I could leave early. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Tell him, tell him Chuck said that. Uh, yeah, he, he also said, yes, uh, that Wednesday was Friday. So you really don't, didn't even need to show up today. <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow. Uh, this, everybody in my old neighborhood waved at those dudes hanging off the trucks. Yes, Paul, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Looks kind, kind of, looks kind of fun. It did, it did, it did look, it did look kind of, it did look kind of fun. Uh, okay. So, uh, what, uh, so a couple other things here about this TCU team. Um, in, in total offense, they, they do get after it. They, they produce about 465 yards of ball game. Um, I think your defense is better than it's listed as ninth in the Big 12, but it feels like you've been better than that, Jamie. I would definitely agree with that. I, I think the defense has been good enough to win you pretty much every game you've lost this year. Mm-hmm. You just offense hasn't come through enough. Yeah, and then within, within that, um, and I'm sorry, your total defense is fourth. Your total defense. I was going to say that yeah. number seemed really that's high. Total off, offense that was ninth. I'm sorry, I just looked down wrong. So, so your your defense is only giving up about 367 yards per ball game, and it's fourth in the Big Twelve. You're fourth against the pass. TCU is third in passing offense. Um, the the challenge that you've had is is what you, what you, what you haven't been able to do is put pressure on the quarterback. And you're ninth and they're first. So that's that's the big difference in this. And then the other thing is turnover margin. Neither team is lighting it up. Tech is worse than TCU. You're giving up one per ball game. Uh, the Red Raiders are 14th in the league in in turnover margin. TCU is 11th. So it, it's, I guess you could say this about just about every football game, whether it's peewee or pro, uh, this is going to come down to the offensive line and who turns over the ball the least, right? Who wins the line of scrimmage and who does the best job of, of controlling uh, themselves and not turning the ball over? Yeah, it's a big factor yeah. in, in every game, right? Mm-hmm. Both sides of the ball, offensive line, defensive line. Can you win the battles there? Mm-hmm. And can you not shoot yourself in the foot by giving the ball away? Yeah. Um, in uh, in running offense, Texas Tech is ninth, TCU is tenth, and I, I would tell you at 176 yards per ball game, uh, what you've been averaging from a rushing standpoint. I don't know if you have to rush for that much tonight, but I sh- you sure have to get the ball in the hands of Taj Brooks. And I'll be I'll be curious how much Cameron Valdez gets the ball tonight. Can you get the ball in his hands a little bit to spell Taj Brooks? Does that does that help you or do, do the jet sweeps with Dre McKay? 
Jay McRae, do they work tonight because you're able to do some other things? And can you get can you get some explosive plays tonight um, out of your offense? Because I, I, I really do feel like this offense is going to look totally different than what we have seen since maybe the Oregon game. And when I say look totally different, I just think that you're going to be you're going to be more active. You're going to be more prolific. You're going to be able to. You're going to have more weapons. You're going to be able to do more things than what you've been able to do, because it feels like that your offense is healthier than it's been in some some point in time. Yeah, you can just give me the offense we saw against Houston and Baylor, and I'll be thrilled with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you turned it over five times against Oregon. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm fine with being a little bit more conservative than that. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've said that each game, Chuck. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. We've, we've, said, that, we've said that each game. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. We get this advice from our, our friend, the uh, half marathoner, uh, Vencel Kukui from Magic 106.5. He says, if you go for a warm, you'll, a run, you'll warm up. That's what I did Sunday. Because he ran in the half marathon. Yeah, the uh, problem is we we can't really run <laughs> our headsets on and do the show there. We need to with, would have a skinny ex, Vince ex, extension of that, you know, an, ex, an extension of that. So 7:25 this morning here on the morning drive. This is Optimum Game Day live from the Fraser Alumni Pavilion. As uh, we get you ready for Texas Tech and TCU, the kick is tonight at six o'clock from Jones Stadium. After the game, it's the Double T ninety seven three Coors Light post game show from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. Jamie and I'll be there tomorrow morning with a special morning drive on location edition, and hopefully, hopefully that's uh, you know happy totals. Hopefully it's uh, people still hanging out in the bar from the previous night. Um, all those kinds of things would would be nice to see. Hopefully the, there's the, not rotten vegetables thrown at us the, the if le- things le- go poorly. The leftovers, right? The leftovers from the yeah, that's what we are. The leftovers. <laughs> We can, we can be. Uh, let's see. I'm hoping that's true about the offense, Chuck. But don't forget, Coach McGuire said Morton hasn't practiced since West Virginia. Well, he's practiced this week, and he practiced last week. And yes, that was the first time since West Virginia. But it's better that he's been practicing um, than not, because that's been that's been the case where they haven't really had their their QB one, uh, so to speak. Uh, available for practice because he's been injured. So I, I'd, I'd have to think that that's, that's going to make uh, a difference. Uh, we get this, I have to work on campus until 5. Should be criminal. Well, take your game day clothes with you. and Yeah, you can just walk right over afterwards. Change over. And, you yeah. know, uh, whether it's criminal or not, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Is that a sorry about you time there? That'd be a... um, only if you think it's his fault for having a job. <laughs> He didn't win the lottery, so he's got to work. No, it's not a sorry about you. <laughs> okay, it's not a sorry about you. Okay. So I just can't get that right. You can't get it right. Yeah. You, I really I just, thought we agreed you weren't going to use that. I know, anymore. I know. I, I'm sorry. Just uh, there's, you know, it just kind of felt like that. That was another one of my two kinds of people in this world, right? There's people that know what they don't know, uh-huh. and people that don't know. What they don't know. I have a split personality. I have both of those so traits. So it's, you know, if you're able to go, well, I don't know anything about, oh, look at this. Oh, wow. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, thank you so nice much. Nice cup of coffee. Oh, oh we so appreciate nice. it. Thank you very much. Our-
You, you too. Take care. Too. Boy, how about that? Service okay. with a smile. We get a Some hot, warm fresh coffee. Cup of coffee. Nice. <laughs> awesome. I know, um, I know that you don't really care for it, but I'll. But I'll, I I really you appreciate. Can warm, you can warm your hands. Yes. Up. <laughs> I appreciate the offer. That was very yeah. nice of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Red Raider Two Guns <laughs> says, "Will I need a beer tonight, or will I want a beer tonight? I think you're going to want a beer tonight." Uh, if you didn't get one last night, no matter what, you can just say you're still celebrating the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Sure can. Yeah, so and the and really, you can. Nice s- and hot. That's good. Yeah, good yeah, stuff. That's, that's good very stuff. nice of them. It was very nice yeah. of them. Um, yeah, you can just uh, you can just really celebrate all weekend for the Rangers. So yeah, yeah. that's one that is there for for a long time. Uh, Forty-one years for me waiting to see a Rangers World Championship. Great year. I uh, got some seats on the east side. Hopefully, get to see Chuck. Well, I'm at about the 45 there, right where the old concourse was, that went through. So come by and come by and see me. 38-17 Tech Brooks three touchdowns, 194 yards. That's Jose. Woo! Take that. Let's go. Sign me up for that right now. Optimal Game Day Live continues from the Frazier Alumni Pavilion here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We'll continue to take your thoughts, comments, score predictions on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, Chuck. It is time for the question of the day here on Double T 97.3. And my question today, not surprisingly, is going to surround Red Raider football. And I am be about just... the Texas Rangers instead. It's much more fun. We've got a big football game right over here. There's a big one, really big yeah. one, really big <laughs> one. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys the question today. What will the key stat be in today's contest? Key stat today, what will it be? Third downs. Third downs. I think you need to convert on third down tonight. And and that that has been um, a, a little bit of a, a struggle for you. Um but I, I think that if you can, if you can sustain drives, and um, you know keep from putting yourself, you know, behind the eight ball, so to speak, with third down, uh, because third downs this year, Texas Tech is 51 of 121, and when I looked at the TCU stat on this, it kind of stood out at at me. So TCU is 53 of 120, so both teams are pretty pretty even on that. Mm-hmm. So which team is better on third down? Which team is sustaining their offense better? Which team is keeping the ball from the other team better? Yeah, and I would say that I think it's defensively. If I had to pick one of the two for the Red Raiders, I would pick defensively is the more important one. Uh, if you can get them off the field. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you'll have, even if you're not great on third downs offensively, uh, I think you have the potential to have some big plays in this one. Uh, and that So you won't need a lot of third down conversions okay uh but i think defensively to get them off the field would be massive jeff defensive takeaways it has been feast or famine with this team the last few seasons and you've got to get turn the ball over tonight i don't know that you're going to be perfect on the offensive side of the ball and i don't even know that you need to have more turnovers than they do but you've got to get some tonight. And I'll even include turnovers on fourth down. I know those aren't, aren't an official stat for the turnover category, but they basically are because you're getting the ball right there. And 
that kind of thing can help your offense if they're not always with a long field. You give them short fields. You get the momentum going. You Maybe you take one of those big, long shots after an interception like we talked about the other day. That is where I think today can be one for the Red Raiders. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Uh, Texas Tech on fourth down this year is 12 of 23. I'm sorry, Texas Tech on fourth down is 18 of 27. TCU is 12 of 23. The Red Raiders' opponents are 7 of 16 on fourth down. TCU opponents are 6 of 19 on fourth down. Okay. All right. I am going to go yards per rush because I think if you are not able to run the ball effectively, uh, then you're going to put Baron Morton in some bad spots. We know how good TCU's pass rush is. We know that you had trouble at times protecting the quarterback. So if you're not rushing the ball well on first and second down, um, picking up four, five, six, whatever, and you're getting into third and long, I think this offensive line is going to have a a little bit of trouble with those edge rushers from TCU. And uh, you're going to have to – you're going to have to go away from the running running the football if if you're not able to pick up nice yardage running the ball. And if you're doing that, then they're going to pin their ears back. They're going to get after Baron Morton. That's probably going to force interceptions, turnovers, whatever. And so I, I just think the yards per carry is a huge stat tonight. Okay, it's, this is interesting. When you look at yards per carry for both of these teams, both of these teams average 4.8 yards per carry. Both of these teams are right at 175 yards in rushing per game. Tech's at 176, TCU's at 175. Texas Tech has 294 rushing attempts, 1,408 yards. TCU, 100 and, excuse me, uh, 293 rushing attempts, 1,403 yards. All right? Defensively, it's comparable as well. Texas Tech defensively is averaging giving up 147 yards per game. That's four yards per tote. TCU 149 per game and four yards per tote. So TCU and, and Texas Tech very comparatively uh, on terms of what they allow rushing-wise and what they rush themselves, which goes back to that <clears throat> offensive line and defensive line and who's winning the battles or the linebackers and who's winning the battles there uh, in terms of you know stopping teams and, and keeping containing them. And like you said, or with regard to my third down thought, is, you know, who can get the other team off the field better? So there you go. Quicker. 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 That's probably probably better a better English term. Quicker. Did you uh, <clears throat> did you consider yourself uh, kind of an, an English whiz in college? Did you did you uh, have any English classes that kind of put you above the above the average? Uh, I don't consider myself a whiz at anything i think i'm a i think i'm a decent writer okay yeah okay i think i'm a decent vocabulary yeah i think so not like extraordinary but decent i'll I'll tell you who who has a a a a depth of vocabulary that i'm envious of in terms of how he connects all the words is aaron dickens he 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 has that he has that ability to he's a wordsmith Wordsmith. wordsmith. I like it. I mean, That's he, good. And just the, yeah. sometimes he connects all these words. I'm like, wow, that was really brilliant. Man, you are, you are really smart. Yeah. Of course, you pair him up with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I don't know some of that, if there's some yeah. kind of transfer theory that goes there between between brains. And if, if I'm infecting you, I'm so sorry. I always hated professors that had a massive vocabulary because you were like, hey, 
hey, could you just use words that we understand mm-hmm. so we can understand the lecture a little bit better? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the smartest people are are don't have the most common sense. No, I get it. And, and yeah. Sometimes that's why they tell they tell a radio in you know in your journalism classes they yeah. tell you you're supposed to talk to an eighth grade audience. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Problem is, we're like a couple of fourth graders. That's right. That's, right. that's above our head. That's that's right. That's right. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how my. Um, not that I'm gonna take any credit for him, but the uh, the young phenom. Sure you the young phenom is in a uh, right. oral oral reading uh, competition next week. So we had a little practice last night at uh, at my house. So. He's 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 uh, out loud reading. He's in. Uh, he's got to read a poem. What's the competition? It's like a district competition. It's yeah, like like, would it, like the most words read. No, or no, like... no, no, no. I think it's how you read them and. Oh, okay. And so the, public speaking. Public kind speaking, of thing. yeah, kind of thing. And then he's got some uh, mannerisms. I had to explain to him what mannerisms meant because so I said you had really good mannerisms there. He's like mannerisms, and I said, well, the way you express yourself. So, oh, okay, because he, you know, he has a little. With the way he moves his hands, his poem is "What if," so he he kind of ends it with a with a good smirk on his mm-hmm. face. So I always thought, he said that when we backed it up, and I stopped. I said, "You see that look right there? That's a really good look. See that smirk right there?" Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not that you want to be showing that to your parents or your teachers, but you know that that smirk might work well for uh, his his competition. Okay, so we'll, we'll see. Well, good. We'll see how that. Well, I I wish the young phenom well. At least. At least you haven't, you know, overbuilt him up with a nickname like Phenom (laughs) to make it tougher on him. (laughs) Glad you didn't, you know, put any extra pressure on him. No extra pressure. Yeah. No extra pressure. Does uh, he go by his real name at school? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he does does go by his real name at school. You know, I think I don't think he goes around and says, "Hey, I'm the young phenom." I mean, he's done. He has. Well, you just told us yesterday that he did. He does do that from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all of yesterday. Somebody said. Somebody said, "Are you the young phenom?" And he said, "Yes, I am." That's what they. That's what they okay. said. They said to him, "Are you?" But, uh, okay. But he has been known to say. And the other he, one said, "And I'm Boy Wonder." I'm, Bo- I'm Boy Wonder. Yeah. And by the way, Boy yeah. Wonder yesterday, and I've got this on video. If you want to see it, maybe of course not. you do. Well, it was sent to me by daughter number one, his mother. Uh, Proud boy, mama. One, boy, boy Wonder said yesterday, "It today is Wednesday. It's the day the work gets done." That's, good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, those poor children! <laughs> they're already brainwashed, aren't they? Unfortunately for them, they're they're infected. Their parents will help with that, though. Uh, I, I told you something else that I think is going to be. Do, do they have the personality of their parents too, um, or just you? <laughs> I think their I think their parents would say, "Oh God, no, <laughs> not not me." No, I think one of them's they, they, they're reflective at times of their parents. I think okay, okay, and in a good way. That's good. Yeah, I'm sure that's the yeah. that's the positive side, yeah. right? Anything, anything negative, yeah, that's it's. Uh, you've been around big. Yeah, there. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you. There's characteristics of my children that I'm like, man, I wish they were better or didn't do that. And then I'm like, yeah, because they're exactly you. Yeah, <laughs> it's one thousand percent my fault. Uh huh. Right. And I feel bad for my wife. I understand. Right. She's no, had to fight the good fight. Uh, boom, boom, boom is coming up. We're here uh, from the Fraser Alumni Pavilion. The sky is starting to get lighter, so the sun is going to come up. The sun is going to come up. That's good. Uh, because uh, 
Looking for a great day today and a, a nice kickoff tonight at 6 o'clock. Temperature's supposed to be in the uh, mid to high 60s for kickoff uh, tonight, but then it'll uh, it'll dip down once the sun goes down. So prepare yourself accordingly uh, tonight for, uh, for the ball game. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. And the pitch is swung on, ground ball right side. It's through a base hit. Racing around third base is Young, and he will score, and the ball gets by all the way to the 4-13 sign. Here comes Lowe. He scores. Into third base is Jonah Heim, and the Rangers lead 3-0 in the top of the ninth. The ball misplayed out in right center field, and two runs score. The 0-1. Simeon lines one deep to left center field. That ball is way back, and that ball is history. A two-run homer for Marcus Simeon. Two balls, two strikes. Spores, kicks, and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise. The wait is over, and the celebration has begun. Hey, good morning, and uh, welcome to uh, hour number three of the morning drive here with Optimum Game Day Live. We sit just outside Jones Stadium where uh, Texas Tech will play TCU tonight at 6 o'clock. Last night on our airwaves, you heard Eric Nadell, and man, (laughs) you heard why he was a Hall of Famer right there because he nailed the ending, Jamie. He absolutely nailed the ending, and the Rangers win their first ever World Series. And, you know, it's... uh, your your first of things are always cool. Your whether it's your first job or or anything along those lines. Um, but when you win a world championship, lots of things become available to uh, to players and to fans. And we have with us on the Visual Edge IT Hotline Tim Boyle, and Tim has uh, something really exciting to share with you that will be uh, available for Ranger fans. And there'll be lots of collectibles and lots of things that you're going to want. And this is something that you're going to want because. Uh, it is a full-color photo featuring Ranger players surrounded by the Commissioner's Trophy, which is the World Series trophy, a World Series champion bronze coin, and uh, the banner listing every Rangers postseason score. Good morning, uh, Tim. Tell us more about this collectible that you guys are going to have to offer and how our listeners can get it. Yeah, good morning, uh, Chuck and Jamie. Um, yeah, Highland Mint is uh, giving fans the chance to celebrate uh, the Rangers' first-ever World Series championship. Uh, with a 13-inch by 16-inch uh, collectible frame that uh, you just described very well. You did my job for me. Thanks. Uh, there's uh, six key Rangers players in there, like you said, around the Commissioner's Trophy, a couple of bronze coins, and then a banner that lists uh, every Rangers postseason score. But it's uh, it's double matted in uh, Rangers colors. It's uh, protected under a glass panel, and then it's uh, presented in a black frame that comes ready to hang when you get it. And uh, you can get this uh, by going to what, Tim? How can they order this? They can do two ways. Go to a website and call you. Yeah, that's correct. And we're only making 5,000 of these uh, Rangers World Series champions banner photo myths. 
Price is $99.99 each for your listeners. Normally it's uh, 20 bucks more. But uh, the two, two ways to order are the website where you can see it. That's sbflip.com. S is in super, B is in bowl, flip, F-L-I-P.com. We have that website because Highland Mint produces the coin that's flipped uh, prior to the Super Bowl every year. Um, or you can call toll-free 1-888-560-2727. So that's one 560 2727 Yeah, and, and you know, that when, you know, when you win something like this, obviously a lot of collectibles uh, become available. But this, this sounds like, Jamie, something's pretty special. Yeah, Tim, uh, these are, you said, limited edition 5,000. I'm assuming that you guys have been able to make these for other championship teams, and have they been, uh, you know, really hot collectibles that have uh, sold pretty quickly? Yeah, you know, and it varies from market to market. Um, like you were alluding to earlier, uh, the first time a team does something, it's really huge. Uh, like when the Red Sox won the World Series for the first sure. time in 86 years or whatever it was, and when the Cubs won the World Series for the first time, those things sold out real quickly. Uh, so I expect this to be a, a pretty hot one as well. Uh, you know, I never guarantee something like that, but uh, <laughs> often these kinds of things are, are worth more later on the secondary market as a result of that. So. Well, again, Tim, uh, there's ninety. There's ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents for our listeners. Normally, it's uh, twenty dollars more. So, just by listening to us, we've saved you twenty dollars. So, you can, you can go to your wife and say, "Hey, I saved twenty dollars today," and so now you can go do this because that's what she does all the time too. At least that's kind of how. It seems like that's how it works at my house. Hey, we saved. Okay, what did we spend? But we saved, right? We saved, right? Is there a special code or something you have to give to get the $20 off? Nope, nope. Just uh, tell them you're, well, you can mention who you're calling uh, after hearing this on your station. That that would help, but they'll make sure you get that. They'll make sure. uh, Okay. Awesome, and what a perfect time of the year, right? I mean, we're we're Christmas. you know Christmas yeah. coming up, right? Uh, feels like yeah. this would be an awesome gift for a Rangers fan. That's right, and of the six players pictured, of course, Corey Seager's in there, um, the MVP. I guess he's. I saw uh, that he's only the fourth player to win the World Series MVP twice, and I, I think it hasn't been done for, gosh over 45 years or something like that. So, if memory serves me correct, from last night, I know Bob Gibson was one. I, I think Sandy Koufax was the other, but don't hold me to that. But I know that Reggie Jackson was the other position player. So there have been two position players, Corey Seager and Reggie Jackson, and then and then two pitchers. So, yeah, it's a just, pretty exclusive group. Yeah, you just nailed all three. Koufax and Gibson, of course, did it during the 60s and Reggie during the 70s. Okay. Well, listen, Tim, thanks very much for being with us, and we look forward to seeing what that looks like. And I know fans will be excited to get their hands on that and put it, whether it's in their office or their – their room at home, or maybe you maybe you maybe you get the garage at your house, uh, and that's yeah. where that's where it's got to go, or the basement, wherever it is. But it, yeah. it'll be something um, that'll be be special. And Jeff has put that uh, website on our Yates Flooring Center chat line along with the phone number, so it'll be uh, very very easy to do. Uh, somebody says this. I looked at the website. Josh Young is on the picture on the frame, so oh. that will that'll help you here, uh, Tim. Yeah, Tim, that'll sell you a lot right there. The uh, the oh, former oh. Red Raider on there, so yeah, right, that's good news. Right. right. <laughs> Sorry we couldn't squeeze Bobby Knight in there. But, uh. yeah, I think you would have had more success with Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, listen, Tim. Thanks very much, and uh, it's always it's always good when we get to have these calls because it means you you won something big, and uh, obviously the Rangers sure. did. Uh, last night in winning uh, the World Series. So somebody said they just ordered theirs. So see, we already sold you one. We already oh, wow. sold you one. So I don't know what the commission is on that, but uh, yeah. you can just send it to me. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Do. That's uh, Tim Boyle with us this morning on the Visual Edge IT Hotline. Jamie and I are on location this morning in front of the Fraser Alumni Pavilion. We come to you from the First United Bank Mobile Studio today as Optimum Game Day Live is uh, going to take you all the way up to uh, the kickoff today we'll have uh, we'll go inside the stadium with uh, the red raider tailgate show at five with john harrison and and chris level and, and brian jensen and then uh, our fine folks will uh, will take you all through the day today so it is going to be one of those days where it's hard to get stuff done i mean you had a ranger huge win last night obviously with the world series you've got a, a big distraction today hopefully uh for you with uh texas tech and and tcu and and then hopefully uh, tomorrow we'll just kind of slide into the weekend with all kinds of warm fuzzies, Jamie, with a, a world championship. and That would make for a great weekend then, uh, if you can win tonight. TCU, right? Mm-hmm. TCU uh, lost uh, today to the Red Raiders. Uh, that would be that would just be optimum, as we hear uh, with Optimum Game Day Live. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not fantastic Game Day Live, but it would be yeah, optimum, yeah. yes. And uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Jamie and I will be over at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. We'll have a, a special uh, Friday morning edition of uh, Football Friday. And so that'll be that'll be fun uh, tomorrow. Um, look forward to uh, being there tonight for the Double T 97.3 Coors Lake postgame show. I do have some trinkets and goodies to hand out. Okay? Nice. So I'll give those to those those folks, and then, then we'll see you tomorrow morning. So I, I'm not a Bloody Mary guy, um, but uh, maybe some folks will uh, – We'll have one tomorrow morning. They'll probably they'll be available, I would imagine. And probably some, some orange juice probably would just too. Orange juice yeah. too. Or milk yeah. or oh, water. Right. Yeah, oh, all, those, all those things. You're not required to get hammered tomorrow morning. <laughs> no, you, you could drink coffee, whatever. Right, you're not required. No, you don't, you don't have to. Uh, Trevor has ordered uh, one for his mom. Christmas is done for her. Wow. Nice. There you go. you got to take care of mama, right, in uh, – Bullfighter has uh, ordered his. So it's uh, Evaldi, Simeon, Garcia, Montgomery, Seager, and Josh Young are the Man. six players featured. They, uh, they, no pun intended, hit a home run by putting Josh Young on there. Whether they, well, in Lubbock, <laughs> Texas, they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we're all that matters, Jamie. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really cool looking. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. So again, uh, check that out and. And uh, order one Man. for the Ranger fan in your life. This this is, uh, I mean, with Josh living here in Lubbock, your your chances of getting to see Josh around or different places is pretty good because he does a lot of events here in town. Um, man, this would be phenomenal to have Josh signed. Okay. You'd have to take the glass off, but, I mean, you can figure that out. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Captain, Captain Obvious. <laughs> I appreciate your help. Well, you know, just uh, sometimes when you think out loud, Jamie, you don't you don't realize that what you said is was thinking going on there, or just being out loud. <clears throat> Maybe just being out loud. Okay. I, the, the The whole uh, think before you speak speech mm-hmm. is just never resonated with me. Yeah. So that maybe that's what keeps it. Man, we got a bunch getting ordered here. Somebody yep. got one for their father-in-law. Someone got one for him and his son. Okay. Wow, that's that's great. That's that's awesome. It's really cool looking. Yeah. So, 
Uh, first time, like you said, Chuck, <laughs> the first time you do something, man, that's cool to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, you got the father-in-law. You got everybody taken care of there. So just, you know, get a plethora of them. Uh, somebody wants to know what the phone number is. Just scroll down on the Yates Morning Center channel and you'll see it. A couple different times. It's on yeah, there. Yeah. It's on there already. Uh, Texas Tech and TCU tonight uh, over at Jones Stadium. What What do you think? What do What do you think the the, the message is from the head man to his troops uh, tonight with regard to to Joey McGuire as they are holed up in their hotel rooms and have their meetings today and then their walkthroughs and things like that. What do you th- What do you think his his general message is to his team? Uh, man, you got a lot to play for still. Uh, the season hasn't gone like you wanted it to, but that doesn't matter now. Uh, you've got a lot to play for. First off, uh, there's a Big 12 team in here that's coming to town that's your rival, and um, they like to beat you and you like to beat them. And so playing for pride there. But there's still, uh, you know, there's a completely different feel to the season if you end up in a bowl game, especially that would mean that you finish the season strong. So you've got a lot to play for here and forget about the past and just worry about what you can do right now have to have a little bit of uh, amnesia uh, with regard to that. I'll be really uh, anxious and curious if uh, Jacob Rodriguez uh, gets out there tonight and, uh, and plays. And I think that would really help your uh, linebacking core. Um, he's not played since the really the first quarter of the Wyoming game. And so would love to, love to see him out there and, and at that linebacking spot. So if you see number 10, on the defense, that's Jacob Rodriguez. Coach McGuire said they, they, they need to make sure that he can play about 30 plays before he's going to play. Uh, and he felt on Monday like that was a 90 percenter of that. Uh, so uh, we'll see. We'll see if that is uh, is uh, the case tonight for uh, Jacob Rodriguez. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.